This is the Grand Rivalida, PTO of the schools in the Philippines, hosted by yours truly, AJ Aday. Hey guys, welcome back to the Grand Rivalda. This is your host, AJ Adea, and I hope you were able to listen to the last two episodes so far. And if you haven't, they are available for your listening pleasure via YouTube and Spotify. Just kindly search the Grand Rivalda AJ Adea, and it should appear within your search. Also, just a short announcement for my occupational therapist out there and OT students, please stay tuned for next week as I'll be releasing my OT episodes starting with the Sal and Cebu doctors. And along with this, I would like to thank the PTOT graduates that reached out to me and wanted to be part of the series. As I said before, I started with this podcast with the goal of empowering our course and profession here in the Philippines as to inform and help the current and future generation with what we can contribute to our country. Lastly, I would like to introduce you guys to our next guest. He's a graduate of University of Santo Tomas or locally known as USD. And over the years, USD has been performing well as evident with the high passing rate and rankings of the school with the physical therapy board exam. And it's also the home of Kinetic, a quiz be among PT students from different schools that is happening yearly and with some serious bragging rights. I hope you can find this episode very informative as our guest was able to explain his educational experience in great detail. And for my listeners out there from the States, you might find this relatable as for moving here in the Philippines and the cultural differences you will encounter as our next guest pointed out. Again guys, this is another episode of Grand Rivalda and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Okay, so uh, I want to say thank you to AJ for having me. We were co-interns back in the summit, so Wellness Center in Ortigas. And that's we just became friends there. So to start, my name is Tozer Lim. Um, I graduated from UST with a degree of uh, Bachelor's of Science in Physical Therapy. Um, so why physical therapy? I'll just get right into it. Uh, at the beginning, it changes. I think it changes for a lot of people. And I guess to relate with the incoming like high school graduates going into college, the reason why I wanted to go to physical therapy is that I knew going in that it's a good pre-med course for people who are going to medicine because that's what I wanted to do is I want to become a doctor and if you interview enough people you're gonna like bump into people who took physical therapy or occupational therapy what have you as a pre-med course for a doctor why is that because it gives you such a strong background on so many medically related subjects not just really not just like indirectly related like I'm talking like these are B classes that med students take so like anatomy, physiology, neuroanatomy. I don't think they take anesiology. They take um, clinical education, um, clinical training, medical ethics. Like so many, so many of these stuff that you undertake in med school. So it's kind of like a second run through, so to speak, for a lot of those subjects in first year and second year medicine. And um, so that's why I took it. But my YPT changed towards internship and towards fourth year when I was becoming exposed to like real people with like real disabilities and like real problems with their bodies like you realize that like making helping people get back to their normal old lives is so important and so powerful and you get to a point that like, you start questioning like do I still even want to go to medicine when what I'm doing now is already so amazing so you'll see that your YPT as relevant as it is in the beginning may or may not change um, as you go. I know for some people it's stuck through as just pre-med, pre-med is good. And then, but for me, like I fell in love with the profession so much and like helping people with their bodies and helping the people get to know their bodies so much that um, now I'm like, 
point in my life where I'm debating whether or not I'll continue physical therapy or medicine. So that's, um, I'm on the fork in the road right now, but it's a good fork in the road because it's a place to grow. So um, selection of schools and why that school. I went to University of Santo Tomas. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. It's a little state in northeastern United States. Um, I came back to the Philippines really because I just wanted to change in pace and I went to USD because it was my dad's school and, you know, family heritage type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go to that school and heard a lot of good things about that school. So um, this question is um, like, it's not really too affecting with me because it was, besides Ateneo, it was the only physical therapy school I applied to. Like no <laughs> other school, but that was it. And um, so I applied to there because people said it was good. I followed their advice. I went with it, went through it, and it paid off. So um, NUST has a, um, I think, a unique learning environment. Wait, um, that, I have a question though. Yeah. I mean, being born there and stuff, growing up, did you like have any second thoughts of going here to study? Um, like, was it a tough decision? Well, it, it wasn't. I guess it was, it was a tough decision leaving my friends in high school. But then, like looking back at it now, high school friends, it's <laughs> just like. I mean, I'm I'm still like, best same, friends same. with some of those guys today, but it's yeah. definitely like, like looking back at it now, it wasn't really too big of a sacrifice. And um, yeah, it's definitely changing things. You know, I had four seasons back then, you know, American setting, back going to like if, like if Manila, the heat, yeah. you know, the intensity <laughs> in Manila. It's definitely a lot. It's definitely a big, big change. And um, in terms of culture, absolutely. And what, I'm, what I was going to get to, I'll just get into now, is the um, tying into the, the um, school and learning environment is the academic culture from, as an American who is like very relaxed, a lot of student freedom, like we say whatever we want. Yeah. Going to the Philippines, the rigor and the, the strictness of the institution there was such a shock to me. Because if you don't know how to abide by their rules, you're, you're, you're fighting a game. You know, yeah. because like if you don't like the way they do it, they're gonna tell you. If you don't like it, then just leave. But you don't want to leave. You like what you're doing. You like <laughs> your school. You like you like what you're learning. You like the growth. So, um, yeah. It's to, in terms of school and learning environment, I don't think this is just for USD. I think this is for a lot of schools there, like LaSalle USD, PLM. A lot of physical therapy schools there, like which are like some of the best physical therapy schools there, are super strict, super rigorous, and. They teach you how to just suck it up and get on with it, you know. And that's not, like, people are gonna say like, "Oh, that's a bad thing," but really, it kind of toughens you up. It it like it teaches you how to see adversity, look at it in the face, and then just take it head on. Yeah, I mean, uh, no way either you just get used to it and learn with like, the pressure. It's exactly. actually not a bad thing, but it makes it pushes you to be better cool. and to like think on your think on yeah. your feet stuff like that exactly i mean i was definitely soft like going in because like people would say like oh you'll have sleepless nights and like <laughs> and you'll feel exams that you studied for for weeks and i was like what a joke you know that's not gonna happen you know and if it does happen i'll just report whoever it is for being like a bad teacher or something like that but that's so wrong because they're excellent instructors they're excellent professors it's just so happens the exam is so tough and you can't like 
it's it's up to you to change and to like to overcome your adversity because if you don't change, you're it's gonna be you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely. Like going in, I was soft, and going out, I was definitely like mentally a lot tougher. You know, I could take take things on more easily and more readily. I guess we could talk about um, the facilities. I mean, the classrooms. Uh, what they offer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh yeah, the U.S. has been really good because uh, for my class, it was like transitioning from the main building, which is where we had like most of our classes, to um, this like a research facility on the corner of the campus, where that's where we had we keep our cadavers because we do human dissection. Um, wow. uh, we do um, a lot of um, what do you call it? Uh, motion tracking technology for kinesiology and. It, uh, <laughs> it detects pressure and like the angle of the joints, like using like these wow. electro pads that like send signals. So was, that, that was pretty cool. So that really like enhanced the learning for kinesiology and anatomy. In terms of um, classes like orthotics and prosthesis, um, they do have those available. So we were able to inspect and like really learn like the different parts and how certain aspects of them. Certain parts of the um, the devices are fitting for other people in certain cases and, and whatnot, and um, so yeah, the facilities are definitely very good. Of course, the, the classrooms are, are good. It's air conditioned. I feel like most schools are air conditioned these days because if it wasn't, and the pollution in Manila was a good luck. Definitely, um, definitely a good experience when it comes to facilities. Not a lot of problems. I mean. Of course, it's like some places that, because me personally, I wish some places were cleaner, like, you know, but other, other than that, it was, uh, it was good, you know, I mean, five years, I'm still here, and I don't have any diseases, like, from it. Yeah. It's not but, as bad as what they say it is, right? Not as bad as what? As what they uh, portray of it in the media or what? They have reported. No, it's really not. It's really not because like you, you have to remember that it's uh, it's um it's a medical institution. Like we share the building with the med school, so it kind of has to be clean. Yeah. And if it's not, then you know feel free to tell to the guard that you just do it and say this is dirty. Like clean it. You know, that's 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 fine. That's fair. Um, so extracurricular activities for, uh, yeah, as a physical therapy student, uh. Good luck with extracurricular activities. <laughs> Maybe in your first year, in your second year, yeah. you'll be fine. But I, that was in my match because now I know it's a four-year thing, and they have like second years and doing yeah. A, yeah, anatomy already. Oh. So that's pretty wild. So um, it kind of um, caught up to the Western standard, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, it's definitely more challenging that way because our unit load is crazy. Like we go, I don't know, like with other schools, but. I think it's roughly around like 20 plus 24 units per like semester. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to like almost three. I think the most I had was like 29, 28. And, um, yeah, and just to put it into like comparison, the unit hours in Western schools here in America, like 14 units is already a lot for people. Yeah. So we're taking up like twice, pretty much almost double of what other people take for just a single major. So, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a lot. So extracurricular activities, I was in some extracurricular activities, but I was never like the leader of those clubs or of those organizations because to be honest, I just, I didn't have 
the time. Yeah, I had to bring our physical therapy school, but like I needed time to prepare for those things, as you say. And to, do, to couple those with orgs, it's tough, man. Yeah. So our overall campus experience, uh, physical uh, therapy in universe in um, USD is cool because like there's a place you can jog and like you can go around and you know it's a breathe the fresh air. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful campus. The main building is you know it's definitely nice for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot what you called it. You have like, this this massive like soccer field. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nice it's a nice campus. We have Lovers Lane. It's it's pretty nice. You know, like if you're feeling sad, you feel an exam, go for a walk. You know, walk it off and then do better. That's just how it is. And then, um, yeah, school. I think we covered that. Classrooms and professors. Again, classrooms are good. Classrooms are clean. You know, if the AC is too cold, turn it down. You know, you can control that stuff. It's it's good. The professors in USD. Um, really really good professors they're kind of like i felt like i was in hogwarts sort of you know or like in harry potter <laughs> like um every professor was unique but every professor had their own like specialty and they had their own uh, knack their niche in physical therapy where if you were curious about something like they're the go-to to ask so we had a professor who was uh had a master's in ergonomics so when it came to ergonomics we asked her about ergonomics I had a professor who um, was great at lymphatic drainage and has done lymphatic drainage for several um, status post-radical um, mastectomy patients who had their lymph nodes removed. So they have edema all over their arm. And then how do you do manual therapy to alleviate that? We had a sports therapist. The list goes on and on. So um, the diversity in professors really makes it um, a really nice mix. So if there's ever a hole in your knowledge holistically, you can just approach them. And for the most part, yeah, they're, they're very accommodating. They'll, they'll answer your questions. You can email them. But what's nice about them is that like all like high-level universities in the Philippines, like La Salle and UST, PLM, all of these guys are trained in research. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what they do and what they teach is based off of evidence-based practice. Of course, there's curriculum stuff like in, in textbooks like Gaetan, Ganong. They have to teach that stuff because that's in the boards. Yeah. But when it comes to applying what you learn in the real world, it's um, very evidence-based. So that's good. Um, and, and you'll see that when it comes to thesis. You'll see like like with the way they, they filter out like all the nonsense you're putting in your thesis <laughs> and like you know, if it's right or if it's wrong. Yeah. They're good at that. They'll, they'll see like how to strengthen it, how to make it better, how to make it more profound, more meaningful. Um, so these guys definitely help prepare you for internship because when they taught the lectures, it wasn't, they didn't teach it so you pass the exam. They teach it so that when you get a patient with that condition, you'll be able to handle it. You know, it's like, like you can't, like no one goes through internship without handling a stroke patient. So let's, let's talk about stroke patients. So, you know, if you're in clinic, they're going to, or like you starting a neuroanatomy, you're learning about the anatomy of the brain. So you're, you're seeing what, where it's wrong, what's wrong with it. And then how it manifests, you see that in clinical education and then how you treat those manifestations, you see that in, ther- in therapeutic exercises. So it all, it's all linked together. The curriculum is really good. And, um, it helped prepare you past the exams, of course. I mean, there's a few that more than a few that you're probably not going to do too well on along the way, but it, you definitely won't, it won't fail you when it comes to treating your patients if you pay attention in class. That's where you can't fail, is your patient. You can fail your exams, 
and you'll take another one and bands are great up. But once you fail with a patient, the trust yeah. is broken, the rehab is delayed, you can't fail with your patients. And that I think is where the, uh, the best part was when it comes to my education in, in USD is that I was really prepared going in for internship. Oh, so, wait, hold on, let me pause you on that. Um, sure. During your internship, um, you think the selection of centers that you guys are affiliated in well, is good, bad, and as well as anything that you really like about internship? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for affiliated centers, where see, the thing is, it's um, for a group in my batch, we get a list of affiliated centers, and we talk amongst ourselves who gets what. And I was the liaison officer for my group, so I was like the leader. So I tried to make it as diverse as possible. So if somebody's getting a specialized center in kidney, I wanted to get to have somebody else get a specialized center in orthopedics. I wanted everyone to get a specialized center. So um, in a way, it's up to you to fight for those centers that you get, like of like the centers that your group is given. It's up to you to tell your LO, hey, I want this, I want that. And so if you got the crappy centers, it's either because you didn't, you just you know out of luck when it when it came to the centers you got, or you just didn't you just didn't push for it, you know, and that's that's on you. So you have to push for the centers that you want. And if, if you're in USD, I don't know how other schools do it. That only applies to USD people. And um, as of the centers themselves, I went to some really really good centers. One of my favorite ones is where I met AJ. Is at Summit. Oh, for real? Summit was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was crazy good at Summit. Like they teach you stuff. Like they teach you like lateral drills, how to do myofascial release, how to do stretching properly, how to stabilize without breaking your back. Yeah, you know, it, good. And then, and sometimes the patients would even ask you to work out with them. So like, not just your brain, your body got to work out too. <laughs> you know, yeah, because there's a rule there. Like if your patient tells you to demonstrate and it, or tells you to work to do the exercises with them, you have to do you gotta it. Gotta do it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and just get on with it, and then. And there, you really prove your mettle. Is like, can you, you know, can you walk the talk, so to speak? You know, because yeah. you can't be assigning and creating treatment plans that you can't do. And I think that for my centers, that was good. Is that um, it was a lot of uh, like you have to prove that you know what you're talking about by being able to do the exercises yourself. At least for the sports um, patients, of course, like you know, you can't do. Uh, exercises for somebody doing stroke rehab who's never had a stroke. Um, yeah, centers are good. There was a nice mix. Um, I didn't have any specialty centers like cardiac or kidney. I wish I did or lung. But what was the good part is if you have a lot of hospital centers, you're going to see patients who have those conditions anyway. Like I was in, in the hospital center and I had, had a patient with chronic bronchitis. You know, I had I was in a hospital center and had a kid with cerebral palsy, but I was never in a in a cerebral palsy institute. So, um, it's really just like crossing your fingers and praying God that you get those nice juicy cases where you can learn mm-hmm. from a lot. Yeah. But you have to you have to keep in mind that if you get those cases, you better be prepared to take them on. You know, it's up to you as an intern to, to know that like, hey, I didn't I didn't do my best with the patient today. I have to just like review, study it up. So when I see them again, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Like, like admit it. I'm not a perfect intern, but I knew that I knew when I wasn't good enough. I went back to my textbooks. I went back to my notes, and I went back and I consulted with my teachers and my friends. How do I treat this person better? You know, and that's just your responsibility as a clinician. Um. So, uh, what else uh, about the? 
I mean, so uh, things that I love. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. The things that I love about the uh, internship is you definitely the mix of cases, the exposure. Like you can't trade that. You know, making connections with the uh, with staff, befriending them because these are the people you're going to be working with. So yeah. that's a big warning for people. Uh, if you're an intern, don't be a jerk. You know, don't don't act out of line. If they have rules, it's there for a reason. Follow it. And you know, you're not a martyr. You're not, you know, some freedom fighter. Just it's only a year. Get on with it. Do it. Follow their rules. If you get punished, you know, it's, it's, it's how it is. Yeah. You know, just think of it as a, a more more opportunities to learn. Those makeup duties. Because I got like 14 days by the end of internship. And that's not even a lot compared to other people. You know, I just took it as, you know, I'm done with internship. I have these 14 days of makeup. This is the time for me to prove that I really did good. And those 14 days of makeup duties were some of my best days as an intern when I really gave the patients my best, you know, the best of me. And um, things that I didn't like about internship is that undeniably, there is going to be some times when you get unfair treatment by some people who are just unfair. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. We're not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> but this, the, the thing is, the reality of it is you can't do much to fight it. You, you, know, you, you can't, you know, you're just an intern. You can't change how they run things. Have they been doing it for years? So think of it as an exercise of like toughness, you know, like how much of this nonsense can you put up with and whether you're, whether or not you're going to let it break you. So just think of it that way. You can't, you can't let it, you can't be like punching the air on your way home saying, oh, man, it's so unfair. You can't do that. <laughs> no, you just have to let it make it be tougher and make you better coming out of it. Because that was my mistake as an intern. I was always so frustrated with, like, the unfair treatment sometimes. And that was just not, it wasn't healthy for me. Like, it affected how I performed in the clinics. Because, you know, if you're a bad fit, you know, while you're in the clinics, that's not, it's not good for you, your co-interns, or the patients. So uh, that's definitely a big lesson learned for me, um, like, halfway through internship. Like, I had to get over that, man. Um, yeah, so what else? Internship, so application of learnings and knowledge. I think I talked about that already. Right? I mean, uh, just, just like, the overall, like, you think, I mean, I think you answered that. It's just basically, did the university prep you enough onto, like, yeah. taking the boards and up to what you are now? Yeah, so my, um, so application of learnings and knowledge, so let's do learnings first. I'll take that as um, clinical learnings and experiences. Definitely, if when I, whatever you face in physical therapy school, whatever whether it's a practical exam or a, a real life patient, especially if it's a real life patient, always approach it in context. Don't just look at the patient. Okay, this patient has like length discrepancies, scoliosis, has concavity on the right side, like left shoulder depressed, and you get there, and then that's that's all you saw. That's all you saw because you didn't think about it in context. Like, what muscles are tightening this? What muscles are tightening that? What yeah. can I stretch? What can I strengthen? So think of everything holistically and in context. And if you if you prepare yourself well for the first four years of, I think, with a new curriculum in my school, for the first three years of your schooling, then you should be ready to be able to approach these things in context. Always approach things in context. In terms of knowledge, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I, was, I was one of those kids who were always after, was always after the technical stuff, the uh, practical things. 
in terms of knowledge, like memorizing this and that, like memorizing, you know, the types of stroke and like the different manifestations. There's some people who knew it like the back of their hands. To be honest, for me, like I don't like now, like I'm familiar, you know, I'm, of course I can like treat it, but so like recite it in my head is hard, but that's what you need to learn how to do for the board exam. Yeah. So definitely I was prepared, <laughs> right, right. I was, I was definitely prepared for the board exam because, you know, I, because, you know, I'm a PTRP, so I passed it. But before the board exam, studying for it, leading up to it, I realized, like, I should have, like, put in more brain power in the first four years. Wait, can I just, you know, like, I, stop you? I just want to share that I've seen Tozer um, using coffee beans as, well, your snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> Like, man, what are you doing? So for the first four years of college, I was, like, increasing my coffee, like, the amount of coffee I drink. <laughs> Especially the internship year, like, I was, um, I ended up getting GERD because of the amount of coffee I drank. And I came to my doctor and said, yeah, you have GERD, you're drinking too much coffee, man, he said. And I thought to myself, I gotta stop drinking. So I stopped drinking coffee for a bit. And then, so we're leading up to the board exam, I was just putting, pulling, like, you know, nights where I get, like, two, three hours of sleep just studying you know, and I needed cramping, so I ate the coffee beans. But yeah, um, so another note for interns is definitely take care of your bodies. That I, this isn't one of the um, questions. Is that here's the thing? Here's the, the bottom line, like like directed towards you as as your, as an individual in physical therapy is you can't take care of other people when you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. So you got. To, you got to be doing those exercises. Like I made it a rule that if I'm like assigning a new exercise for a patient, then I do two things. One is I research it. You have to find evidence-based training. If it's just coming off the back of your head, it's not valid. Number two is you got to be able to do it yourself. You got to be able to execute it. Whether it's not the, whether it's the actual exercise or an easier version of it, you have to be able to do it yourself. So that's a part of like, you know, training yourself and treating yourself well. Because, like, I got GERD because I was irresponsible with the caffeine I was drinking. And, like, there's some people who are treating sports athletes who can't do the exercises or out of breath before the end of the, you know. you you got to be able, you're, you're supposed to be an example of health. And you have to be able to uphold that in is your that a, Is that a shame career. to someone that we weren't co-entering with? <laughs> I can't remember anyone in particular, but <laughs> you just have to. It's been a while, man. You just have to. Uh, you just definitely have to be. Uh, yeah, actually, in Summit, we had to do jump squats onto these boxes, and hardly anybody could do them. But it was ironic because we were telling our patients to do them, to do them, their exercises. <laughs> so how could you tell your patient to do an exercise that you yourself can't do? You know, how can you tell your patient to stretch when you yourself don't stretch? You know, that, simple things like that where you have to be genuine in your practice and have to be transparent it really shows when you fail to do those exercises in front of the patient so avoid that take care of yourself exercise because that's what physical therapists do we exercise so why not exercise ourselves right exactly um so application learning knowledge yeah i think that's just good so um, ptot what is ptot in my own words yeah what is pt in uh, your own words not the yeah. textbook not the textbook. At the textbook is um. Here's how it is. It's um. Physical therapy for me is just the practice of 
teaching people how to get to know their bodies better. And in doing so, you're helping them improve their lives. And that's really vague for a reason, because physical therapy manages people from cerebral palsy to stroke to uh, ACL tear to people just wanting to get better, you know, and trying to lose weight. So these people won't achieve any of their goals, your long-term goals to learn more about that in PT school, if you don't teach them how to get to know their bodies. You have to teach them how to get to know their bodies. You know, how are they supposed to stretch, to stretch their bicep when they think their bicep is the tricep? You know, <laughs> you know it's simple stuff like that. Because your programs aren't trained in physical therapy, so you have to, you, you definitely have to tell them how to, how their body is and help them learn how their body is. And it, it should reflect in your home exercise programs and your therapeutic interventions. Um, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, school pitch. Why? If you like a school that will toughen you up and uh, help you put up with hard work and with excessive amounts of workload, it's definitely not a walk in the park, but you'll come out tougher and you'll be, you'll be better for it. Um, well, why my school? Yeah, that, that's why my school. Now, are there other ones? Other questions? Any, anything you want to ask me? Um, no, man. You got me speechless. You went through the questions <laughs> quick. I mean, and not only yeah, quick, but side, so. <laughs> you, you talk about it well. I mean, for anyone that's going to watch it, they'll probably get a lot from it. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Physical therapy school isn't a walk in the park and it's for good reason because you're dealing with people's lives and you can even mess up in ways that can cause them to, you know, be debilitated forever. You know, one wrong move and an elderly patient can be fractured. One wrong move and the person's like hypertech, like a blood pressure can drop to like 70 over 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. So be careful you gotta know your stuff if you're doing physical therapy school it's not to scare you it's to motivate you to prepare better yeah that's how it is um do you have any uh social sites that you want people to follow um any that um, pages that you are involved with twitter no <laughs> not, not involved enough definitely in terms of um well in terms of I'll, I'll approach it in two ways. So in terms of evidence-based, you've got, there's a lot of free journals out there. So just feel free to search for them, but uh-huh. you need to learn how to appraise those journals. Because if you don't know how to appraise those journals, then you're, you might be pulling information from things that are useless. You can use your partner's library, you can use mine. You can use mine. That's my brother. And, yeah, and, um, and in terms of social, Instagram, there's a lot of pages out there. Um, with doctors, but be careful who you follow. I only follow people who put um, citations or resources yeah. at the end of their post, so you know it's evidence based. So I think a few is like, some of them are doctors, so yeah. they don't really need to post like sources because that comes there. It's essentially sources of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, a movie is good. Uh, Doctor Jacob or James Harden is good. Um, practice is good. Uh, visual tutors, those guys are really yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like if anybody in PT school right now uh, having trouble with physical therapy, PT three special tests, they practically have a video for every like group of physical um, therapy special tests. 
So those, those guys are pretty great. They have, they have funky accents, though, but they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. All right. my That's about it. Okay, you great. got everything right. covered. I won't take much of your time. Probably got to go to work or something. Just take yeah, care. Yeah. We're in quarantine right now, man, in California. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take it. You guys, you guys take care of yourselves also. Yeah, Out man. There. I'll catch up with you. Take care. Yeah, see you, man. See you. Take care. Take care. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening up to this point. This ends our episode for today. I hope this podcast can further empower and uplift our course and profession here in the Philippines. Please share this in other upcoming episodes to anyone that is thinking of enrolling to a PTOT course someday or for your fellow batchmates, fellow interns that can learn a thing or two from this. And also watch out for other schools that I'll be featuring. I have Cebu Doctors, PLM, URM. Riverside, Velez, and other schools that are making their name on the profession. So please stay tuned for that. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Stay safe and stay at home.